Hi, this is Matt Hartman. Welcome to TLDR Daily, the five-minute podcast where someone smart gives me the TLDR on an article they've read. I'm about to talk with Samil Shah. He started a seed fund called Haystack, and he's also a venture partner at Lightspeed. Good morning, Samil. Good morning, Matt. How do we know each other? I think we know each other through the, um, the beta work kind of mafia and alumni network, probably. And then colliding on seed deals, you know, colliding, collaborating on seed deals. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm, I've always been a big fan of, uh, of you as an investor and, and uh, it's been fun to, to get to work on some stuff together. And likewise, um, yeah, Betaworks is just, I find just attracts and uh, a unique set of people that create a unique set of things. And it's cool, very cool stuff. Thanks. What are you reading? Well, I thought what we could do, if you're open to it, Matt, is I, I sent a tweet out on Friday that kind of blew up amongst a lot of investors and founders on Twitter, just on the observation I made. So we could do the, you know, too long didn't read of this tweet thread. Um, Normally tweet threads are short, but I looked at this one and the comments are so, on that I, so long that I definitely need the TLDR. So what, what was the tweet? So the observation was, and this is a very 2019 observation, and this is limited to the Bay Area. But I'm seeing a very small but talented subset of founders who are not raising seed rounds. They're just going directly to some of the best and biggest funds. And they're raising $3 million, $4 million, $5, 6000000 million, $8 million. I'm seeing cases $12 million with one or two people. It's either pre-product or pre-launch. They're just opting out of, the, of seed rounds and seed funds. I think why that's happening is that the certain subset of people, and I would describe the subset are, you know, PMs, infrastructure leaders, executive leaders at one of the 10 to 20 top tech companies in San Francisco that have gained some kind of elite level of knowledge and network. They want the brand and network of a big fund. They want deeper pockets around the table for less dilution. And they want to be able to like go big earlier and tell people for recruiting purposes, like, hey, this fund is backing me. And the things that they want and the insight from that tweet I was trying to convey is that typically seed funds, especially as they get bigger, can't offer those things. Now, the debate that sparked from there was, hey, actually, there are a lot of seed funds and a lot of entrepreneurs like working with seed funds and a lot of seed funds will have good outcomes. And, you know... We'll know a lot more in five years. I think what's happening right now is that that subset of founders in 2019 are going directly to the larger funds. As people started to comment back and forth, was it founders, was it investors, and what were their perspectives, positive, negative? It was founders, LPs. I mean, it was, it was, a, whole, it was a whole spectrum of people. The biggest debate was around, you know, there are actually a number of seed funds that have led seed rounds in companies that will be huge outcomes. We just don't know the outcomes yet. So you think about someone like Pivot North, uh, Tim Connors, who's got a $35 million fund. He's owning 10 to 20% of Sunbasket, Chime, um, Looker, mm-hmm. right? Um, these are just going to be huge, huge outcomes. Looker was already bought. I think the other side of the debate was like, there's actually not that many of these seed firms that can operate in this way. Given the, 
given like juxtaposed against the number of seed funds that are out there. And so what some of the investors were saying is that like, you know, if Samil and Matt were going to start a company and we had the ability to be funded by Excel or funded by Lightspeed or have Lightspeed and Excel co-lead that round on an outcomes basis up to date. Now that could change over the last five years. We're better off going with the bigger funds. There's obviously seed funds that have been built out over the last five years that have portfolios that are doing really well that believe that they believe that that model is better. Right. But what I think the interesting thing is like in 2019 in San Francisco of this very elite set of future product leaders and future entrepreneurs, they're voting with their feet and they're bypassing seed. I have a couple questions. One is, was people's feedback that this is surprising? Like it's not so surprising to me that if someone offered you $10 million for 20% of your company, that you'd rather take that than $2 million for 20% of your company. Well, part of it is a chip stack argument of like the larger funds that they've gathered more assets, they can pay more to turn over a card. Mm-hmm. I think where people pushed back on the debate was one, is that healthy for the ecosystem? Two, is that healthy for the entrepreneurs in the sense of like, how do you keep some kind of constraint where you can let entrepreneurial behavior flourish? Part of the debate was around, hey, if you raise more money from a larger fund, but it's still so early, are they really going to pay attention to you or are you just an option check for them? Right. And so that's kind of where the debate came down. And I think what, what this subset of founders is saying, and I don't blame them, is they're saying, I want the money, I want the brand, I want the credibility, I want the network, and I, don't, I care less about that other stuff. Well, let's talk about what that other stuff is. The other stuff is, hey, Matt, here's how much I'm going to help you in your company. Here's all the services mm-hmm. and all the products we provide. Here's our platform. We really care. This is a high conviction bet for us. All those things that seed firms will use to market themselves for this subset of founders in 2019, it could change, is not what they want. Now, the other debate is, is it this subset of founders that's going to drive outcomes, right? Because no one really knew Brian Armstrong at Coinbase and, you know, Henry from Carta, uh, formerly eShares, no one did his Series A round. And so, you know, part of what's implicit in this debate is like, these people are talented. There's no question, uh, this subset. But like, are they going to be the ones driving the outcome? We don't know. It just depends where the, what the entrepreneur is optimizing for in that moment. The other thing that I've seen happening is I almost call it like the combo meal rounds where you, know, you would think like if, if Samil and Matt started a company and we raised um, you know, a little bit of friends and family, then we raised like a smaller seed and then we, you know, somehow scored an $8 million um, Series A check. And we were like, wow. And it took like four years to have mm-hmm. that happen. That's a la carte. What some of these founders are doing is just getting the combo meal up front and getting their friends and family, angel round, their seed round, and their A round all lumped in together. Yeah. Right? Um, and like, it's just offered to them. And like you were mentioning earlier, um, you know, they're, People, people state their preferences all the time, but people, when they're offered things, really reveal their preferences, right? And the preferences that are being revealed right now, to me, are very different than what have been marketed to them. I think the conclusion so far is that um, 
Capital in the Bay Area in 2019 is abundant. And this specific alumni group from this specific set of companies are generally opting out of seed rounds and seed funds. But that, that doesn't mean that those people drive all the outcomes. And so it's incumbent upon uh, investors to make sure that they're not just all chasing the same deals, but like looking for the next kind of Carta situation. Right. 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 Interesting. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. Um, I, yeah, it was great. It was, is it the first TLDR built off a tweet? This is the first TLDR built off a tweet. Is it the first, is it the first time someone has used a combo meal (laughs) in relation to VC financing? That may be true. Also, that may be true. Yeah, we're trying for a bunch of firsts. Um, well, this is uh, this is this is the first time I've had you on TLDR, but I hope it will not be the last. Uh, likewise, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining. And say hi to say hi to John and everyone else back uh, back in the will. office. Cool. Thanks for listening to TLDR Daily. I'll link the article in the show notes. You can find me on Twitter at Matt Hartman. See you tomorrow morning.